Hello and welcome to Conversations from the ANF Network. In this episode, I speak to adoptive parents Etienne and Scott. They share their story of how they came to adoption following issues around their health and fertility. The conversation covers a range of issues, including how they chose their agency, the approval process, competitive matching and introductions during lockdown. Unusually, they also have court-imposed visitation, which they also discuss. As always, if you've experienced of adoption, fostering or special guardianship from any perspective, personal or professional, and would like to share that on the podcast, please do get in touch through the Facebook page, the app formerly known as Twitter, or email us at anfpodcast at gmail.com. I'm Scott, um, and this is my wife, Etienne. And um, we adopted our first... Um... <laughs> our first little girl, yes. yes. <laughs> Back in um, June 2020, so smack bang in the middle of the pandemic. Um, Some might say a little bit crazy. Yeah, Um, as much for them as it was for us because they immediately put their hands up, the social services, um, and said, we're not sure how we're going to handle this because we were just going into lockdown. They were looking to pull all any proceeds uh, they didn't even have the documentation for it didn't know how they were going to do the introductions yeah it, it, it really crept up on us um but yeah it was it was interesting we got involved actually in rewriting a lot of the documents and, and stress testing the processes um yeah first, first meeting her via zoom was interesting because she was only 11 months old yeah so um it was yeah a little bit it wasn't the dream story that you have in your head of how you're going to first meet your child um but that came afterwards but um yeah at the time it was like when are we actually ever going to meet this child um yeah, but as Scott said, yeah, a lot of the, a lot of the process, they had, they were they were trying to navigate something that they'd never done before. Um, which it worth mentioning, it wasn't an agency either. It was it was a, a, a council of counties. Yeah, it wasn't a private agency. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, which is harder for those kind of people, as we well know. They don't have the best systems and not the greatest of sharing information and documentation you know that everything's still printed it's quite archaic and that became very evident um uh, during the process yeah so how they would going to assess the introductions even with the foster parents what they felt it was uh, and what it looked to them because in a way they kind of had a bit of a final say it was almost an interview and our foster parents were were amazing by the way they were 16 years in and had seventeen. No, yeah, she was the she was the fourteenth. I think they doubled up at some point. Uh, but anyway, maybe they'd had more than the years they'd been doing it. Um, and they'd only started doing it since retirement, so it was. They they are incredible, and we're still very much in touch with them. Um, they're like another set of grandparents for our daughter. Yeah. Um, and they did an amazing job, and we'll forever be grateful to them for the for the work mm. that they did with her from four days old. 
up until 11 months when she came to us. So, yeah, yeah. amazing. Can I, um, I'm going to take you back because I think that's a, that's a great introduction. That's kind of, that's the, the culmination of a process and I'm sure lots of yeah. conversations and lots of circumstances. Um, so can you tell me, how did you come to adoption? And, you know, what, what's your story pre all of that? Okay, so we have, we met briefly in um, brief story. We met in 2004 through some mutual friends, as you do. Um, we got together. And obviously, as time goes on, you, you know, you get engaged, you get married, you want to start a family. And I was diagnosed with PCOS when I was 21. I didn't even think about it at the time. So what's PCOS? Um, sorry, just... polycystic ovary syndrome. Yeah. So I knew that I was always struggled a little bit, but hadn't. it was at the back of my mind because back then I'm like, you know, I'm just going to focus on my career and, you know, whatever. Um, and then we came to start trying for a child, for a family, and it was it wasn't as easy as we thought it would be like so many other people. Um, and by this point, I was 36, 35, 36, and, you know, time's ticking along. And we we did initially go down the route of ICSI or IVF, but it just wasn't for us, unfortunately. <laughs> a double wabby because Scott also has issue in that department so it, yeah it was a it was a sort of a test a bit further in it was, it was hang on a second and I hold the phone did we check your count or anything like that no and when we did yeah you know that whole one percent uh hybrid avengers triple heads six arms that kind of stuff yeah and lazy um, <laughs> very lazy so um so then Obviously, you've got to get over all of that, and at, and at that point, it we only had ICSI. They said, "Right, this is it. This is the only way we're going to do it." And because I have PCOS, it's very difficult to control my weight. So I had this other added hurdle because you've got to have a BMI of whatever, and that actually the BMI thing because obviously we were NHS, and we both kind of had a bit of an issue with that. So. I'm quite a stocky guy, I'm not a fat guy, but quite quite well built. Um, and even that was an issue, measuring it on the BMI perspective. And our specialist actually was a really high-ranking medical professional in the rugby world. And he was saying that he has guys, rugby players, in bits because they can't get the help they need because their BMIs are in line with where it is you apparently need to be with his treatment. Frustrates the hell out of him. He was quite honest about it. Um, but there's, you know, we looked into that a little bit, simply, yeah. but it went our own things going on. And as Etienne just said, mm -hmm. it was kind of a getting over already what we were going through. And, so, so I think after about six years, we then thought, okay, where are we actually going with this? What, what is, what are we actually doing? What do we actually want? And 
during that time, we obviously had lots of, you know, disappointment and grieving and all of that mm. stuff that you go through when you're, you know, desperate to have a family and it's just not happening for you and all your friends are getting pregnant and, you know, so on and so forth. And um, lots of our friends used to say, you know, well, have you thought about adoption? And I think for Scott, it was, you were more open to it than I was at first. I think I had to just get over the fact that I was never going to have my own child biologically. So it was a no-brainer for me because it's actually very, very close to home um, adoption, not you know personally as as well as next. Um, so for me, it just made sense. Yeah. Thing. Um, um, so. so yeah. So eventually, we actually independently of each other, which sounds a bit weird. Um, we sort of made the decision that that's what we wanted to do. Um, and we went to a couple of information evenings. Mm. One was very weird. It was in the city, in the at Birmingham city centre, and it was like a sort of um, pyramid scheme set up. Oh, is that the one that juries in? It was really weird, yeah, yeah. but also extremely <laughs> depressing. Yeah. Um, we were in this conference room and there's people sort of, you know, telling you about the adoption process and what happens. And, you know, you're sat there and you're nervous and, you know, you're like a deer in the headlights. And they're talking to you about these really horrific situations, you know, that have happened and almost sort of trying to put you off it. Yeah. They had this, yeah. I remember this now, this, there was like this bad cop, good cop routine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The older, more aggressive, and the younger kind of smooth it over, wants to be cool type thing. It was it was bizarre. It was quite a small I, dark room. I remember just sitting in that room and thinking, this can't be right. <laughs> yeah. This can't be it. How, how are, it's no wonder there are so many children waiting out there if this is how they're doing it. Yeah. Um, it, yeah anyway we we sat and obviously discussed it and then thought about it some more um and then eventually we contacted our local council and they put us in touch with the um it is an agency but it's spread over several different councils isn't it over, over, yeah three different counties and we used them and they were very, very, they were very good. Um, uh, yeah. How did you find the process <laughs> of being approved? Because some people find it intrusive or oh, at times think, irrelevant think, or why do you I want think, to know that sort of thing? Definitely I think, half irrelevant. I think, well, yeah, some of it, but... I think I was definitely naive to how intrusive it actually is um, and how much it sort of takes up of your life. Just the process just takes up, you know, there's always something to be thinking about. Obviously, you've got to, it's almost like you've got to work doubly hard to get this child. Mm-hmm. And I understand that they've got procedures to follow and they've got to make sure that, you know, 
that everybody is they should be and you know they're not telling you a pack of lies and that you know that child will be safe and loved and whatever but it is it it is really hard um and I think I had underestimated that when we first started it but equally I think you learn to just get on with it because you want it so much and if you're lucky, like we were with our social worker, um, you know, you, we were lucky because she was very supportive of us, despite <laughs> a few hiccups along the way. Um, we didn't see you didn't, you didn't see eye <laughs> And I brought it to a head. Yes. Drew a line in the sand. And it was great afterwards. Yeah. As he mates. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're, I don't know what you're alluding at, but can do you feel able to tell what the issue was? I think it was a difference of opinion yeah. over a couple of things. Um, I think you struggle sometimes with authority. And, I'm very black and white. Yeah. Quite logical. Um and I don't back down easily. And if I know I'm right, I'll I'll go with it. I'll I'll play the bet. I'll go all in. Um, and I have an extensive experience from a very early age into my mid-teens with social services in Manchester. Um, and that probably didn't help going into this process. Mm. And there was a few crossovers with what they were, or she was saying and maybe a little bit of an attitude there was very mother and prospective mother and social worker and me sometimes and just oh, enough, enough's enough equal person yeah you want to do this i want to do this knock off bs yeah. and uh, but yeah we, we got on fine after you, you got through. So I mean we know the end of the story. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that takes some um so often people talk about um the the power dynamic in that process is very much against you as an as a prospective adopter that you, so it does take a bit of courage to sign up push back and go I'm eh, not so sure very few people do i think you're so scared aren't you that you're going to get it all wrong and that they'll and that they will be like well hang on a minute we're not we don't think you deserve this Mm. because because you're you know a bit bolshy or you're you know you're not afraid to to speak up but actually what happened in the end was it sort of it flipped around because they were like well we know we know how passionate you are as a person and we know that that little girl will always have you to stand up for her fight a corner Yeah. So you got to panel. People, you know, how was panel? Yeah. Uh, The most terrifying day of my life, I think, ever. (laughs) Um, You know, it's like having, (laughs) I don't know, 20 job interviews all at once. I don't know how many people were in our panel. Twelve was it? I, I think um, it's usually about 
that many yeah, people. Maybe just over me, one over. Um, and to be quite honest with you, I can't remember any of the questions because I think as soon as no. I left, that was it. It just sort of. <laughs> no, that was the weirdest thing. We couldn't remember a single thing. Um, I mean, within moments of walking out of there, literally could not remember a single thing. Um, I remember talking and. Yeah. That, that was. Is that the one? Was it in panel that you, had, you reined me in? Is that. Was I. And you, you squeezed my knee, or was that I squeezed yours because you'd started to panic a little bit? But that's the only thing I remember. But they were great, actually, the panel. But yeah. Really interesting people, all different. We'd, see, we'd seen it, we'd met a couple of them, actually, yeah. at, at other things, I think, before. Yeah, the kind of bring and buy sale. Well, yeah, agency. The family finding was, information. Again, another weird scenario we were in. Uh, with different agencies at a hall, it was council hall or something. Yeah, agencies behind tables, and it was like a tabletop and stands of profiles of you know you used to go to fates, and there yeah. was the little nice old ladies with knitted or toys job or, fairs, job or fairs. a job fair, yeah, like a job fair. That's another one. Yeah, you know, it, that was weird, and and we happened to meet a couple of people there, and but it was it was nice. Well, um, I know you. I've seen your photos. I've heard of you yes. guys. Um, yes, really nice we've seen you. your profile. Yeah. And that actually, was, weirdly, we we saw our daughter's family finder there, mm-hmm. and we ended up having a conversation about her situation. And um, yeah, strange. It is. It's very. It's like you're on a circuit. Of, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's. Strange. It's a strange situation. Yeah. So, going from approval to uh, matching. So, what was the period of time there? Because often that for some people that's weeks, so, some people that's years. Um, pan- adoption panel was February, and then no, it wasn't. It was November, mm-hmm. and then. Um, Did we get that first profile just before? Just after January. Christmas? January. January, and then. Then we had a home visit in February. It was just before my 40th birthday. And we, I had said to them, as they were leaving, just, just to let you know, it's my 40th birthday next week. And it would be really nice <laughs> to know that we had our little girl coming home. I don't think that swung it, really, but... I was desperate. <laughs> um, yeah, so with our situation, there were, uh, we went through competitive matching. Are we allowed to talk about competitive matching? Uh, please do, because I think that that is uh, particularly gruesome. It is. Phenomenal. Yes. This is something that we had never even considered until we got to the adoption training, and I think day two, maybe day they brought three, it up, didn't they? they as, brought it up. As, as referred to as you're in competitive. The couples, yeah, for our in our for our little girl, yeah, twenty other couples, and it, it, it is it, it is it is you know, nicer car, bigger house, so, you know, what's around you type stuff, network. Mm. And it, it is it, it, it top trumps. It's just game of top trumps. Um, I think the thing that clinched it for us though was actually sitting down and talking to her family finder at the information 
day, which is just a coincidence. It was a pure coincidence that we were there and she well, was there. To be fair, but also, we're quite an unusual case where we have a court-imposed visitation with yes. birth mum. Yes. And again, given my past, uh, and Etienne as well, actually, it wasn't even a question, I don't think. We were just no. like, not an issue. Yeah. We'll have how many? As many as you want. Um, and I think we were the only ones that actually supported that, which in itself I thought was quite sad, really. It was, yeah. It's really sad. Um, we're very in our situation because um, there's no threat, I suppose. There's, there wasn't any risk to our daughter. Um even as a baby, obviously as a baby, trauma. Yeah, but there's you know, nothing there. No, no abuse, substance, or otherwise that that is evident, at least. Um, um, and the courts, you know, obviously considered that, and they they thought, okay, this is this is very unfortunate that this person has found themselves in this circumstance, um, and so let's let them have an annual physical contact. And obviously that was built into, that was written into. Condition. Um, yeah, a, a, as a condition to yeah. the profile and, you know. Because that is unusual, isn't it? It is. It is unusual. Although having spoken to different social workers since then, I think it's something that. Um, yeah, I think more people yeah. are wanting that to happen if there's no risk to the child, obviously. Um, and it's something that we thought about. We thought, you know, it was. It was a difficult thing to think about because obviously you'd never met this person. How how are you going to feel about your child then having another relationship when you're when your idea you know the, the whole idea of adoption is that you are the parent, but it's being able to sort of put that to one side for the good of the child, obviously. Yeah. Um, and actually, it's for the good of us as for us as well because um, I think we both feel not a responsibility towards um, her birth mum, but certainly a, a care for her. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. When we first met, because we had a meeting obviously with her and without our daughter being there, and um, when we first met her. I just wanted to take her home. I wanted to take her home and sort her out. Mm. I wanted to be able to support her and make sure that she was okay. Um, but I, I, I realised this is quite an unusual situation, and it wouldn't always be like that for people. But I think. I would say to anybody even considering that, if it's on the profile, to just be open to it. If don't rule it out, um, because it's worked really well, hasn't it? Yeah. So far, so far, it's worked really well. And you do have your own protection in terms as well, because if you feel, you know, through if you if you would, if we were to say to our social workers, you know, what after the last one. There was a change in it. It didn't kind of suit. Something was off. Maybe yeah. a little bit of behaviour. They they'll support a break, or actually they'll they'll consider maybe not having it 
at all yeah. and then just sticking to letterbox yeah um, we are, we do letterbox we once do. a year and we do an annual contact once a year in fact yeah. we've had two this year because um birth mum wanted to introduce our daughter to her father to her grandfather who wasn't around when yeah. she was born mm. and we were we were wholeheartedly behind it because I think we both we we both believe you know it takes a village to raise a family you know to raise a child um and it was lovely wasn't it it was really very nice it was it was a, about an hour away from where we live and we went to a, a gruffalo trail or whatever. Um, and it was it was really good. They brought their dogs. It was very relaxed. There was obviously a contact worker mm. with us. Um, and, yeah, it worked, it worked really well. I think, I think as long as it remains positive for our daughter, then we will we'll back it. Hmm. Um, so you're, you chatted about um, so you had your introductions three years ago uh, middle of lockdown which sounds like a kind <laughs> of a it sounds like when it, well, it was we sort of look back now and it's history isn't it but it, at, at times yeah. it was a, a confusing fly by the seat in your pants time in yeah. other regards um, you moved to introductions and you, you talked a little bit about Zoom introductions and then you're uh, moving towards meeting her. So tell us about tell us about actually meeting her and oh. the process of bringing her home. Um, okay. <laughs> so long days. Long days, a whole week. Short nights. Where we... <laughs> so, so the first day, the first day we... So the, so the Zoom call, so and being there for lunch um so while she was having a dinner they'd have a laptop on the table in front of her and we'd just kind of try and interact and with we a 10 month old uh, which is quite difficult because you just think maybe watching a bit of telly uh and, and the foster parents is worth mentioning they're 70 years of age um both um and actually one had um a thingy letter didn't she she was properly a shielding letter. shielding letter yes uh, because that's of the in the works um so that's yeah. why they started with these Zoom calls and things. And then I think maybe the foster parents must have said, look, you know, it's, we can do this. It's fine. You know, we we just had to make sure we isolated. They isolated. So then we were getting in the car to be there before a 10-month-old, 11-month-old wakes up of a morning. Yeah. So we could wake her up, pick her up. And then we couldn't leave until she'd gone to sleep at night. Um, Exhausting. Yes. Emotional. And as you mentioned, it's an hour to drive. Yeah. At least away. Uh, so they were. It was hard. It was really hard. It was hard because you're obviously you're trying to you're trying to impress impress yeah everybody. You're trying to get to know this this baby. You're trying to create a bond with this baby. You're trying not to kill each other when secretly you know you want to. <laughs> um. I don't know how we got through it. <laughs> um, and then you're not sleeping properly because you're absolutely wired by the time mm. you get home, but you're also absolutely exhausted. It's it's a roller coaster of a ride. Mm. And also 
we had the added thing of not being able to see anybody during that time. Yeah. So we couldn't go and I couldn't go and cry of my friends. I couldn't go and, you know, um I couldn't I couldn't offload anything to anybody else. Only on the phone, of course, but yeah. you know, it, it's not the same. It's not the same as being able as being able to give somebody a hug or whatever. Um so yeah, that was a it, we we just had to get through it. We had mm. to. Um, the first time we met her, I remember thinking, "Oh, she's a bit bigger than I thought she would be," oh. and I don't know why I thought that. Yeah, yeah. I... Because actually, looking back at the pictures, she's tiny. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Anyway, um, I just remember it was of, just one of the other things that we did was, as well as the video calls, um, we did. A recording of this of a story. Oh yes, yeah. So we recorded a red story out, and they were playing it to her so that she kind of get used to our voices. Oh, when we were... and we sent her some pictures of us. Yeah, pictures of us. And she, and she's probably why now she's absolutely obsessed with photographs, taking pictures. Ridiculous. She does actually have a, a huge book, which her foster parents she came with her foster parents, which is full of everything from birth. Yeah. Um, birth mummy, foster parents, pictures of her doing all kinds of things. Yeah, and actually, she had it out only the night. It's always been there. She's she's always had access to it. She gets it yeah. out herself and yeah. flicks through it. And, um, yeah, but yeah, that was again that was something else I remember worth mentioning. So she came home. What was that then? Because the, you've had a week of being absolutely exhausted, and now you're yes. coming home. <laughs> and yeah. It's a, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, so the first well. Just going to pick her up that morning, it was like it it's the most surreal feeling because when you, you it's like when you get married or something else quite monumentous, you wait for that day for so long and then it's mm. actually finally here. And it's almost like you can't believe it's actually happening. Yeah. Um and just taking away this time. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh well, bye then. <laughs> And we sat, I remember sitting sat in the car and just turning around. She's in her little car seat in the back. And I'm thinking, I feel like I've stolen this child. <laughs> so said, is this really happening? Are we really allowed to be doing this? Yeah. And she's there beaming. You know, by this point, she she did exactly what they say, you know, the textbook. Yeah, it was is, textbook. You know, they look to you. They start to look to you textbook. rather than looking to the foster carers. You know, they're looking to you for comfort. They're looking to you for food and you know whatever. It's it was it was incredible. The it was for all it was really really difficult and really hard. It was also quite beautiful. It was mm-hmm. it was an amazing sort of it, it it there was something really magical about that week that we're never going to get again. Yeah. Um yeah, so anyway, she was sat in the car and then we had to we had to go and join a well, one of us had to go and join a queue at the supermarket because we didn't have enough of something. Um and she's just sat there, little pudding in a seat, sort of smiling and yeah. you know, and I'm thinking, you haven't got a clue what's going on. 
um, that night was a bit different. That was quite stressful because during that week of learning about her and learning the routine and everything, we obviously followed that routine. Well, she came with a set of instructions, basically. <laughs> and we were trying to mimic what they had been doing. And that night just went a little bit wrong because she was obviously somewhere new. Yeah. It was not familiar. And I just thought, she's never going to sleep. She's never going to sleep in this bed. She was crying a lot and you just had to take over a bit because I found that quite difficult that she was so upset and mm. the, that I couldn't console her. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it took... a. Uh, the first few weeks, I mean, I'm, I'm sure anyone with a newborn baby or yeah. a little one feels exactly the same. Yeah. I mean, it's it just is exhausting. You are. I've tired. never known tiredness like it. Yeah. But I think it was also because we were coming down from this yeah. huge high that nobody tells you about. Really, they don't talk about it. They don't say, "Actually, you're going to feel like this." They just say, okay, it's going to be tough for that week. It's the culmination of years of effort and work yeah. and, and and sort of imagining and planning and yeah, and it, it's exhausting. Yeah. Yeah, I de- it definitely did feel like years and, and days blubbering in a council office, reading profiles and yeah. studying, trying to work out how you can handle some of the things you need to talk about because of where these – Kids have come from experienced, mm-hmm. and, and I do remember a, a very deep breath, kind of, and it just we just fell into it. We we did, yeah. We, we were, were very lucky because we were because she was amazing. Even now, you know, unless she gets up of the toilet, um, she'll sleep ten, twelve hours. She always has. Uh, you can read a story, and the other night. Not read a story, she went to bed herself. Tonight, when she sat on the edge of the bed, me reading a story, and she just got in bed. Um, we were exceptionally lucky um, with her. So it's 10 o'clock forwards. Tell us where we are now. What does now look like, and what does the future hold? Are you going to adopt again? Would you do it again? I think we both feel like we would do it again. Yeah, we had a conversation um, about a week or so ago. Was been on the cards, um, you know, we're surrounded by nieces, nephews, god kids, close friends, yeah. kids. So, I mean, I've, I've got about 12 nieces and nephews, we've got five, six god kids, um, and then friends with close kids. And we've changed nappies for babies before their own dads have, you know, it's we've been in front of it. So, having another one is definitely part of that. And we recently purchased our own uh, a house again. Um, so that we could make that space and make that nest, um, so that we can we can do that. And, and actually, as I said, we, we talked about it only a week or so. Ago. Yeah, yeah. And and she is our, our little and is starting to ask now. You know, a little brother would be really cool. Um, <laughs> somebody she can play rugby with, I suppose. Yes, yeah. same size. It's life is very busy now. I mean, it's always been mm. busy, but it's extremely busy now. It's it's wonderful. It's a little bit frustrating at times. Yeah. It's 
it's everything that comes along with a four-year-old. She was four in July and she's the best thing. Truly the best thing. Very early on, we said, can't remember what it was like when she yeah. was in there before, before mm. we had a little one in the house. Uh, and that's not stopped. And every day is a, a, a test. But a of joy. Description. Yeah. But a joy at the same time. Yeah. And in as well. Yeah. Um it, it feels like it's it's funny because for such a long time I want you know, we wanted a child. I wanted a child. I wanted my own baby. And I feel like I've finally got my own baby. I forget sometimes that she's adopted, which is very strange. But I do. There's a I go through moments in time when I forget because she's just there, and then I and then you know I'm reminded again. It's um and I'm so glad that we did it. I'm so glad that we actually we took the bull by the horns and and decided to do it yeah. because we could have put it off. And the other stuff aside from that, so I mean, her foster parents are like you know second set of grandparents. Yeah. In fact, they they have a, their own photo album that updates with pictures of her on the regular, and they comment on it, and we interact on it, and we yeah, meet with them, we so. go on days out with them yeah. regularly, um, and as well, obviously the birth mum contact. But like Etienne said, you 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 do forget even with all of that that you know. It is it is odd, um, but it is absolutely amazing too. I mean, that's a ringing endorsement and probably a great place to leave it. You've been so so open and honest and uh, you know articulate in terms of your experience and your your know, your story. So thank you so much for your time, and uh, I really wish you uh, well for your future and your future plans. And uh, thank, thank you, you much. so much for coming on. I thank hope you. there's not another pandemic. <laughs> I'm with you on that. <laughs> and nobody's going to wish for that. No, thank you. Well, thank you for great. having us. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.